When Jillian was in grade one, she was full of national pride, and she wrote about it in her journal. I like my country. So do my parents. It is called Canada. I like it because there are so many wonderful thinks in it. My home is in my country. My city is in my country. And my province is in my country. That's why I like my country. Well, you can't argue with that logic. That's Jillian explaining why she loves her country. I'm Dan Meisner, and this... This is Grown Ups Read Things They Wrote as Kids. How are you doing? It is very nice to see you. This is a show where we go back in time to remember the good, the bad, and the awkward parts of growing up. This time, recorded live in Ottawa, we have a love song about a convenience store, ambitions for the future, and one of the most epic love poems I have ever heard. This stuff is weird, it is wonderful, it's a lot of fun to listen to, but why? Why revisit the past like this? Well, because sometimes the best way to figure out who we are is to start by asking who we were. So think about who you were when you were a kid, and stick around. When Derek was 16, he had a high school girlfriend. And as a way to express his feelings for her, he wrote a poem called I'll Do. So yes, my name is Derek and this hilarious poem uh, I wrote as a 16-year-old me. Uh, I was hungry, horny, and poor. Um, I wrote it for my first love. Uh, She never heard it. And for some reason, I'm going to share it with you awesome people. I'll Do. When I'm set with my dream house and cash, I'm gonna buy us an endless food stash. (laughs) Cupboards and freezers will be packed galore. We'll never run out, cause every day I'll buy more. (laughs) I want to eat like the Incredible Hulk. Someday I'll show you what I call buying in bulk. Pasta, salad, chicken, and steak. I'll cook extra food just for the sake. I'll cook, clean, and make a home with you. These are some of the many things I'll do. Every morning, the first thing I'll do is wake up early and make breakfast for you. After we've eaten our morning grub, I'll run the hot water and carry you to the tub. Oh, yeah. I'll bathe with you and wash your hair. Then make passionate love to you while we're bare. I'll gently dry your moist, smooth skin. Then keep you warm by cuddling. Oh, yeah, it gets better. I'll lay you down and hit those spots, relieving the tension by massaging the painful knots. I'll hold you in my arms and we'll watch a movie. I'll spend time with you doing simple things the way it should be. I'll make you laugh every day just to know your glamorous smile would stay. And on a rainy day during a storm, 
I'll cuddle with you, watch movies, and snack on popcorn. <laughs> we'll sit around and go nowhere, then make passionate love on the couch while we're there. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. After our marathon. <laughs> seriously, seriously. After our marathon, we'll both have an appetite. I'll cook us chicken fajitas. That'll hit the spot just right. Oh, yeah. Right now, money is the one thing I lack. It won't be forever, and I'll make it up to you in many ways, especially in the sack. Yeah. I'll give you the affection that you truly deserve by pampering, massaging, and tingling your nerve. Oh, yeah. I'll show you my idea of the term romance. I'll take you out for dinner, then to a club, and I'll ask you to dance. When you're tired, I'll take you home to our fortress where only wildlife roam. <laughs> I'll open the door and let you in. Then we can do again what the Catholic Church considers sin. <laughs> we'll brush our teeth, then go to bed. I'll end our night with those three words that should always be said. I'll hold you in my arms and kiss your cheeks. I tell you now, I don't play for fun. I play for keeps. Today, Derek is engaged. Not to his high school girlfriend, but to his fiance, Liz, who found Derek's poem when they first moved in together. I was with my cousin when we found the poem and Derek had just moved in so we were helping him to unpack and I can't remember whether she or I found it but when we started to read it out loud we were just on the ground rolling around in tears. I remember my abs hurting that night and Derek must have heard us cackling in the basement came down to see what was going on and first he, he tried to take the poem away from us because I think he was a little bit embarrassed and probably um had forgotten that he'd written it. At first, he didn't want me to share it with my family. I remember wanting to read it to my mom at dinner, and he was a little bit um, nervous about that, but he's definitely come around to it now and, and, and less precious about it. I just saw so much of Derek in it and knew that it couldn't have been authored by anyone but him. You know, it made me love him even more because not much has changed <laughs> since then. He's still super, super genuine and kind and loving and um, really likes food and sex. When Adam was in grade five, his teacher regularly gave the class essay writing assignments. And at our Ottawa show, Adam brought in a few of these essays, including one about the things he wanted to change in the world and another listing things he disliked. But Adam started with an essay about what he wanted to be when he grew up. 
When I grow up, I want to be dot, dot, dot. If I were to pick a career, I would choose to be an actor. The reason I picked to be an actor is because I get good pay, maybe be famous, and I love to act. The steps I would take would be to enroll in a good university and get some good knowledge. Then maybe do some low-budget movies on TV channels. The lifestyle I hope to realize as an adult is in a rich and famous lifestyle. I would have a mansion with a huge pool, 38 feet deep. I'd have 50 cats, 17 dogs, and one cow. I'd have a hockey arena and a greenhouse jungle. I'd have a super stretch limo and a movie theater. I'll have a rhinoceros and the biggest zoo in the world. I'd have the biggest computer with the latest computer software. <laughs> I'd have a huge laser quest theme park called Legoland with huge Lego pieces. That's the future I wish to have. So, yeah. uh, the next one's called School Days. In kindergarten, I cried a lot. I don't remember much. Once in kindergarten, I used to eat glue, and the other kids saw me eat it. So the whole class started eating glue. Then the teacher couldn't stop us from eating glue until we cried, and then banned glue for a while. In the winter, the whole school made huge forts every day until they were castles, and we started to have wars. Sometimes the teacher would have to go and break the forts. I remember soccer as a kid. It all started with going with a friend and playing games. Then one day, the, uh, I didn't do well, and the coach gave me a frown. I was then scared to go back. Okay, here's some dislikes. As promised. Things I dislike are movies, such as Biograph or homemade birth movies. I hate the following foods. Number one, onions. Number two, lemons. Three, moldy cheese. And four, any food made of insects. I dislike eating donuts without some milk or some sort of liquid. I dislike watching The Nature of Things by David Suzuki. Because I do. Dictionaries are good when looking up a word, but it is dumb to read them from start to finish. I dislike watching real old movies without color. I hate Rita McNeil singing. Because it's bad, and she's like an opera singer. And it's marked two with late. Uh, one final one. Things I like to change. I like to change the world, it's called. I like to change the world in many different ways. 
I like to try to make more jobs so it would be easier to make money and less people go, would use welfare. <laughs> I would cut back on pollution because pretty soon <laughs> there will be poison fish, water, air, and it will make everyday life harder. I would try to start a space colony on the moon <laughs> and build an underground malls and houses. I would also make underwater colonies and would m make more Walt Disney World. Thank you. Did you watch a lot of homemade birth movies? I don't remember that section at Blockbuster. When Christy was 15, she wrote a lot of poetry. And today, when she looks back at those teenage poems, she describes most of them with two words. Ridiculously dark. Please welcome to our stage, Christy. So this one starts, I remember the dream, complete satisfaction. A hand, <laughs> a warm, pallid, white hand that cradled mine in a loving way for the whole night and longer. I swear I felt the texture of his skin when I awoke. Complete satisfaction. <laughs> I remember his tongue cutting through my virgin lips like a razor-sharp machete in a tangled web beneath the vicious vines of the rainforest. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting through like bread. <laughs> Meaningfully. <laughs> Comfortingly. Gently. Harshly stabbing at my Adam's apple. Of wishing, wanting, commanding my brain to recall the dream again and then again. <laughs> Yearning to see the message so blindly forced beneath my memories like last week's amphetamines? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Show me yourself. <laughs> I know you, and although you show your face featureless, I remember your lips, your tongue, your hand that so peacefully held with the promise of eternal calm. <laughs> you pretend to understand as you haunt my soul. You underestimate my love as you haunt my soul. I feel your flesh as you turn your raw chest towards my lip. <laughs> I kiss your nipple <laughs> as you question my notion. <laughs> Why did you come? <laughs> you remove all expression as you haunt my soul. <laughs> you remind my friends of the Prince of Darkness. 
You are the vampire that refuses to let go. I need you. <laughs> you understand and do as I command as you haunt my soul. <laughs> you rip off all my clothes, spelt C-L-O-S-E, and wallow in my ripeness <laughs> as you haunt my soul. <laughs> Your mouth touches mine swiftly, deeply, like a razor-sharp blade cutting off my foreskin. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> Meaninglessly, you underestimate my powers, fool. <laughs> now follow my rules. <laughs> And the award for weirdest poem about a bris goes to <laughs> Christy, ladies and gentlemen. When Adam W. was 17 years old, he fancied himself a songwriter. He has a book that holds the very first songs he ever wrote. Please welcome to our stage, Adam. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so this first song was called Wouldn't Trade It For The World. Baby, I walked by you the other day. Your head was turned the other way. But lady, you made me smile anyway. Cause girl, there's something I feel when I'm near you. I hope it's not too, not too soon. More than once you've made me act a fool. It's just the way I am when I'm with you. I wouldn't trade it for the world. You ask me what I mean? Baby, it's not easy to say that it's you, girl. And, I, and then it's times two, so say that again. When I look into your big brown eyes, to me it's no surprise that voices inside my head scream, bring her to bed. And that says times two. So do that again. This next song's called Shut Up and Kiss Me. I buckle my boots and I'm on my way. Clouds are coming, they ran out of rain. Look past my dirty hair and ripped up jeans. Ring, ring, I have no telephone. Hip hop, and then off I go. Knock, knockin' to the freedom of the West Coast. I had never been there. <laughs> I saw her cross-legged in the field. I'd do anything to get a feel. I never knew you could sit like that in high heels. Earth eyes as she looks to the sky. Shut up and kiss me. We're all gonna die someday. <laughs> Give it all back to me. Uh, your signals lie somewhere between the red and green. Give it all back to me. Girls like you should have a 30-day money-back guarantee. <laughs> Give it all back to me. 
This next one's called Chillin' at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> it's been a hard night's day and I'm thirsty. I can't afford a real stiff drink, so I'll get a Slurpee. <laughs> I'll still get the effect I'm looking for. An excuse to stop thinking about what's come before. I think they call it the brain freeze. 7-Eleven, take me to heaven. I am so sick of the city. 7-Eleven, there is no rest when you're dead, but still open for business. <laughs> Can I get some penny candy? I've only got 40 cents. I remember chilling outside drinking 40s on the steps. It's amazing how short the rush is and that I like my candy still. But then you see the cost of convenience when you line up at the till. Thank you. One of the great things about kid writing is how it can show the way we change over time, how our beliefs and opinions and ways of understanding the world can shift and develop. When Cassandra was 13, she went to a French Catholic school through the year and then to a Christian camp in the summertime. But the year she turned 14, Cassandra started to rebel a bit and she started to explore other religions. But the one constant was her diary. And at our Ottawa show, Cassandra shared two entries, one from her very Christian phase and one from her less Christian phase. Please welcome to our stage, Cassandra. So September 25th, 2002. Well, I know I have tons of things to write, from the great and wonderful to the absolutely terrible. Well, let's rewind back to summer vacation. I got to go to camp. It was the best week of my life. I made tons of friends, but I miss them so much. I learned tons of stuff, including that God is like a best friend you can always turn to. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And Danielle went to a camp very similar, so she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I learned tons of songs. Anyways, I gotta speed up a bit. Now I'm at school, today is Thursday. And it just ends like that. So, one year later. Dear diary, I realize it's been a while since I wrote, so let me bring you up to date. For the past while, I've been looking into another religion called Wicca. <laughs> They believe that there's a god and a goddess. You draw God's power through the moon and the goddesses through the sun. Wicca is a pagan religion. Its purposes are all for the good. There's no devil worshipping or anything bad like that, like some people think. The pentagram is a popular symbol that comes from the Wiccan religion. It means protection and other good stuff. <laughs> I already have a small altar in my room. <laughs> I did a spell with my two cousins, Rachel and Corinne. Already we connected ourselves as sisters and asked for all the wisdom and guidance, etc., in the upcoming year. The results are already showing. 
me and my mom stopped our horrible fighting we were having. Dad knocked some sense into both of our heads. No more fights. Woohoo! I'm becoming more organized as well. I helped my cousin Rachel to do a spell to help her see if her boyfriend was cheating on her or if he didn't like her or what. I don't know about the results yet. Rachel went back to Hamilton a long time ago. <laughs> anyway, my hand is getting tired of writing and it's midnight. I gotta go. Thanks for listening. Good night. Ye harm none and do what ye will. <laughs> Thank you. That is Grown Ups Read Things They Wrote as Kids. Our show was recorded live at Yuck Yucks in Ottawa and produced by Jenna Meisner. Our music is by Poddington Bear and Lullatone. Olivia Nashmi is our intern. If all of this sounds like fun to you, we have a bunch of upcoming live shows in Saskatoon, Regina, Winnipeg, Kingston, and Windsor, Ontario. For all the details or to sign up to read your own teenage or childhood writing, visit our website, grownups.fm. I'm Dan Meisner. Thanks for listening. <laughs>